0: goodness we bless this church Lord God and we bless these new church plants we bless their vision in the name of Jesus and we say yes and amen Lord God to all that you're doing and all that you're going to do we thank you Lord God this vision will be fulfilled in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen Amen. thank you it's great to see you all this morning Uh, My name's Phil, I'm part of the leadership team of Jubilee Church and um, we are, um, as we've already been hearing, in our series on our DNA which is spirit receiving, people reaching, potential releasing and community restoring. And today we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking about spirit receiving. We had an amazing day on the streets yesterday. We, um, We went out just outside the door there and um, was um, sharing the gospel with people on the streets. And um, we had the great opportunity to pray for people for addictions to be broken, which is great. It's always good to get to do that, isn't it? And um, we had the opportunity to um, pray for people for lots of different things and to share Jesus um, one-on-one um, with people. And um, we had a great team. Right? We had lots of ladies, three men. Four ladies, it was great, and um, Jay and Jem were, were out for the first time, so it was great to see them on the street, so it was really awesome, and um, I guess what I'm about to talk about today really kind of like ties in with all of that, because um, you, you can't go and do anything for God unless you have the Holy Spirit with you, it's kind of, it's kind of, you can kind of fake it, and you can maybe do so much in your own strength, but without the Holy Spirit, it's like, it's a bit like when you're, when you're a kid and you get bought um, a remote control car for, for your birthday. And you get it and it's in this beautiful box with a picture of the car on the outside and you unpack it and then um, you take it out and you're about to use it and you realize there's no batteries, there's no power. And um, being a Christian without power is, is just like, it's just religion. It's just religion. And we're not a church that is religious. you know. We're a church that is spirit receiving so that we can go and do the things that's written in the book. Our our text is Jubilee, and I'm sure this is the same in Worthing, is Isaiah 61. And I'm just going to read a little bit because um, Isaiah 61 is basically the year of the Lord's favor. And the year of the Lord's favor is Jubilee. And it says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Now, Jesus, when he started his ministry, he he got that scroll out and he 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 read the whole thing and he, he then said this he said it's this is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, the kingdom has come. The king of the kingdom has arrived. All of this is about to be fulfilled. In other words, hold on to your seats, boys, because this is gonna get wild. And it was, it was wild. You know, Jesus' ministry was amazing, and then he was baptized. In the Jordan by John, and the Holy Spirit then came upon him. How did he come upon him? It says that he came in the form of a dove and he was empowered. Why would Jesus need empowering, the Son of God? Well, in one sense, he didn't need empowering, but he needed to show us that we need empowering, he needed to show us that we. You know, we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives if we're ever going to do anything um, great for God. Even something small for God, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because, if you've got a Bible, I want you to underline because. The Holy Spirit is not a sideshow, it grieves me, I'm sure it grieves God. When you see, like, um, you know, the the things of the Holy Spirit or the ministry of the Holy Spirit becoming a sideshow. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because when you receive the Holy Spirit in church, when God touches you in a meeting, when you're at home praying and you feel the power of God hit you, it's because. It's because He's empowering you to go. You know, you don't switch your car on and leave it running, right? And, And don't ever drive anywhere, you know? We're on a destiny. We're going somewhere. We're on a journey, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to receive him so that we can go and do all of these things. It would be impossible for us to run life college without the Holy Spirit. It just wouldn't work. You lot would be bent out after about three days. You'd be, you'd be like you'd be a complete mess because you need the power of God. You need the love of God in your hearts to be able to do anything the holy spirit is a person he's not an it i always feel like screaming when i hear christians refer to the holy spirit as it he is he he is a person he is personal. and um as you get to know god how do you get to know god you get to know god through the holy spirit The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Why does the Holy Spirit come? He comes because he wants us to bring glory to the Father and glory to Jesus and glory to himself. We are here to bring glory to God. And we do that by being empowered. John 14, um, verse 15 to 18, Jesus was um, speaking to his disciples and he said If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come and he would be with us. And as Sue and um, Irene and, um, and Terry read today, you know, they didn't know I was going to, they didn't know, probably know what I was going to be saying, but you know, all of what they prophesied, and all of what they shared links in with this that he wouldn't leave us as orphans, that he would send his Holy Spirit. He doesn't expect us um, to be able to do anything without him. He doesn't ask us to, to to commit to do all sorts of things and and to live this life of of faith without giving us the tools to do it. He empowers us to do it. And you know, at Jubilee, we're a you know we're a charismatic church, but we're also an evangelical church. We you know we we believe in the power of God. Yeah, we expect to see the power of God in our meetings, but we're also evangelical in that we believe that this this book is, has authority, that it's true. I, I even believe the leather's real, you know? It's like, I completely believe this book. I even believe the leather's real. and But at the same time, believing the book, I believe completely in the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't separate one from another. For me, they're part of the same thing. And the Holy Spirit. Um, there's lots of different words that we can use. You know, He baptizes us, He fills us, He um, empowers us, He um, rests upon us. He fills. All all these things are basically speaking about the same thing: that He comes and He meets with us and He fills us up. Not all of the Church of Christ believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. In, in Acts, it was the same. Paul arrives in Ephesus. Um, Paul took the, Acts 19 says, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. I'm not, what was going on there? Because they they were disciples. So the thing is, when you come to faith, you do receive the Holy Spirit. But they just weren't aware of the power. They'd not um, received the fullness of God. And Paul's asking them, have you, you know, you've believed in Christ, but have you received the power? Have you got the power? And they say, no. So then Paul prays for them. He lays hands on them, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And they begin to speak in tongues and prophesy, and then they're equipped to go and do the same thing. You see, we need equipping and we need empowering to be able to live for God. In the book of um, Two Kings, four, there's a great story, and um, it's about a widow who um, is in desperate need, and she goes to Elisha, the prophet, and she um, she says, "I'm in need." And Elisha says, well, what have you got? And she says, well, I've got, um, I've got a little bit of oil. Which is kind of like a strange thing to say. But she says, I've got a little bit of oil. And he says, right, go and get loads of jars. Loads and loads of jars and, and bring them. And you and your sons go inside and close the door and start to pour out the oil. And um, as she does that, she goes behind at the door with her sons and brings the jars and she starts to pour. And as she starts to pour, the oil starts to flow and it keeps flowing and every jar is full. And at the point where she has no more jars to fill, then the oil stops. The thing is, you see, the oil always represents the Holy Spirit in the, in the Bible. But the thing is with our God is that um, the oil will never ever run out. God is a limitless God. We can keep coming to him again and again and again and he will keep pouring into our lives and keep filling us and keep empowering us. There's not like a limit. It's not going to cut off. We don't have to be, be concerned. We just need to keep coming to him for him to fill us. And as long as we do that, we'll be okay. So that's just the introduction of what I really want to say this morning. And I've got five points. And um, the, the first thing is, is we, we need to be spirit receiving so that we can be empowered to be witnesses. Witnesses is somebody that stands up as a, as a testimony for Christ. We need to be empowered to be witnesses. And the, the word witness in Greek is martyrus, which is where we get the word martyr from. And I'm read the, I'll read the scripture. It's Acts chapter one, verse three. It's up on the screen if you haven't got your Bible. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, until the ends of the earth. Sounds a bit like regions beyond, doesn't it? You know? To the nations. Start here in Hull. Go out to the nations. And the amazing thing about that is that Jesus told them to wait They told them to wait, and then what happened? As they waited, there maybe a 100 people in an upper room. They weren't the most special people in the world, but they were faithful, and they were obedient. And they went to the upper room and waited. Sometimes we need to wait for the Holy Spirit, don't we? Before we rush into doing things, we need to wait. There's a real lesson to be learned in waiting for God. Now I'm terrible at waiting. I'm the world's most impatient person you could ever meet. I'm terrible. I want everything done like now, yesterday, and, and or, you know, but I I have learned over, over the years of my faith that I have to wait. I have to be patient. Working in Malawi has really taught me patience. I've really learned how to wait and stretch time. But at Pentecost, and we celebrated last week, and the Holy Spirit didn't. <laughs> come last week in power which was amazing but at pentecost on that day um, a violent wind blew in that upper room and then tongues of fire rested on on the disciples and they 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 were filled so much that they they felt intoxicated by the power of god and they spilled out onto the streets proclaiming and praising god and everybody said oh they're drunk these guys are drunk what's wrong with them but Peter then stands up, now this is Peter, 50 days before, Peter had been um, lobbing off somebody's ear with a sword, right, and denying Christ, and now here he stands in front of the multitudes and says, no, we're not drunk, and he starts to expand the, the book of Joel, and, and he preaches this awesome message, and 3,000 people get saved, come to faith, 3,000 in one day, just like that. Peter, the one who denied Christ three times, who was violent and cut somebody's ear off, now stands as the leader of the church, empowered by the Holy Spirit, not because of anything that he has, but because of what God has done in him and preaches this awesome message. And then we see the fruit of that being worked out. We see the church... Start to grow. We see the love they shared everything in common. They gave to the poor. They um, stood before the Peter and John stood before the Sanhedrin and and gave an awesome um, retort to their demands and was able to um, speak with such wisdom which came by the power of the Holy Spirit. The sick started to get healed around them. Silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you, and and they help up a, a crippled man, who received back the strength in his legs, and I want to tell you that those things are happening still today, hallelujah, they're still happening today, God is still pouring out his spirit, people are still coming to Christ, people are still being supernaturally healed by the power of God, and we need to be excited about that, and I want to tell you that each one of you has got Everything you need to be able to do all of that stuff because it's not about you, it's about the Holy Spirit. And if you connect with Him, He can fill you and you can do it. If we're going to plant all these churches, if we're going to do all these things, we need each one of us to be full of the Holy Spirit. I love the fact that the church started like that. I love the fact that within a few weeks of starting the church, they were feeding the poor. They were were arguing over whether they were feeding the the Greek widows or the Jewish widows. There was all these things going on and it just looks like church today, doesn't it? You know, which which ministry should we be focusing on? What, What should we be doing? But they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders that were bringing glory to God. And it says that the people that were not Part of them were even praising God for them because they saw the goodness of God, the goodness of him. And God got the glory. God got the glory. They received power. They were his witnesses and God got the glory. That's why we need to receive the Holy Spirit. The second point is we need the Holy Spirit to be able to live right. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to live right. God is able to keep us from falling. Sin is not something that we should be managing. Sin is something that we should be dealing with. And the Holy Spirit is the one who comes and helps us to um, overcome the power of, of, of sin and temptation. Can I get the next slide up? Jude The book of Jude, just before Revelation, says this. "Uh, But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are people who divide you, who follow mere instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt, save others by snatching them from the fire, and to others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. And to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, To the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. I'm not sure that I could resist temptation. And I'm not sure that I could live right if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. I could probably manage it for a a few days. You know, I could probably, like, um, you know, and then the selfish. Phil, would, would come back. If I didn't have the Holy Spirit whispering in my ear and saying, do you know what, Phil? I don't think you should have said that. You need to go and apologize. Or I, I don't think that you should have done that. That wasn't, that wasn't good. Or you need to sort your thought life out. I don't know if I would be able to do it. See, when you receive the Holy Spirit and when you come to God and he fills you, he makes, you want to, he makes you love Jesus more than you love sin. So we've got to love Jesus more than we love sin. We've got to love Jesus more than we love sin. How how will the world ever know that um, we belong to Christ unless we stand out, unless we set ourselves apart? And how are we, how are we able to live for Christ unless we're empowered to do it? How are we able? It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, what, what, what we see is, is written in Galatians 5. So Paul says in Galatians 5, um, 16 to 23, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such things there is no law. I know what I'd rather have. The flesh and the Spirit are contrary to each other, there's a battle. But when we receive Christ and we receive the power, we can overcome those things. We can move past those things. We can start to produce fruit. And fruit doesn't always come easy. You know, I planted an apple tree in my garden a few years ago and like I was really, really mad. The first year it was like no apples. I'm like, what's going on? I was gonna go back to being Q and say, hey, you gave me this apple tree and there's no apples. What what on earth happened there? You know? And then I read on, I Googled it. That's what you do now, Google it. Googled it, and apparently, I, unless there was another apple tree in the, in the area, and there could be some cross-pollination, I wasn't going to get any apples. So there's a thing. So that's a freebie if you're a gardener, and you didn't know that. But, but then the second year, I got fruit. And then um, fruit takes time to grow, doesn't it? It doesn't happen. Like, just like all of a sudden, it, it takes time. And, um, and some years, you get a lot of fruit. Like last year, we got a lot of fruit everywhere in the garden. And this year, not so much. But, you know, fruit takes time to grow. And um, fruit needs the right conditions. We need the right conditions. Being part of the church, um, reading God's word, keeping short accounts with one another, And being filled with the Holy Spirit will make sure that you have um, good ground so that you can produce good fruit. And so that you can be all that Christ has has called you to be. Point four. um, The Holy Spirit helps us to understand the things of the kingdom. Uh, Many people, when they first come to Christ, it's kind of like it can be a little bit confusing, and we're not really sure um, about the things of God. Oh, sorry, no, point three. I haven't done point three. Go back. Right, point three. Um, God gives us gifts to build his kingdom. God gives us gifts to build his kingdom. Next slide, please. So, 1 Corinthians 12. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. And to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still, to another, the interpretation of those tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. These are known as um, the charismata, the, the nine supernatural gifts of the Spirit. And um, our desire as a church is that we, we operate in all of them. We, we, we move in them, and what are they? What are these gifts, and what, what are they for? Well I want to say to you just simply that um these gifts are just like right no let's go back guys put your hand up if you've got a power tool. Right? Guys with power tools, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, Dave's Dave's reluctantly saying, yeah, I've got lots of power tools, actually. Right, but um, yeah. We have power tools. Well, the gifts of the spirit are a bit like power tools. Right, so if you wanna if you wanna saw a piece of wood, right, you get out your power tool, you chop saw or you. You, you know, you jigsaw and, and you go through and you cut your piece of wood. If you want to um, put a shelf up, you. you dr- Sarah, you, I should have been saying to you, shouldn't I? You're good with power tools. Right. If you want to put a, a shelf up or you want to make a hole in the wall, you use a drill. Yeah. Well, th- these are the gifts of the Spirit are just tools for getting a job done. Now, Paul asks us to eagerly desire the greater gifts. And I wonder how many of us have um, maybe come to faith and been a Christian a while and maybe you got the gift of tongues early on and that was like a success story. But you've, you've not really been asking for any of these gifts. It's not something that you've kind of like, you've, you've slacked off on asking for the gifts. I mean, put your hands up. I, I'm, I'm like as guilty as charged. I, I've slacked off on asking for the gifts. you know. But I think that we, we're supposed to ask for the gifts. I think we're supposed to... Um, in, a, in a congregation, I think we have all of those gifts in operation. So there will be people that have the gifts of healing. If somebody's sick, you need people with gifts of healing. Um, prophecy, how can, we, how can we know what God's wanting us to do? And how can we know the way forward unless we move in the prophetic? How, how can we, unless the gift of prophecy? When we sometimes have people come and give messages in tongues, how can we know what they're saying? Unless somebody comes and interprets, we've seen that gift in operation in the church. But the gift of faith—you know—our leadership stepping out for new things and bold things, and you know, and supernatural faith and believing God. And like, like, you know, we've seen God come through, haven't we? Financially, amazing. And words of knowledge and words of wisdom. Yeah. If somebody, if you're, if you're on the pastoral team here. And somebody comes to you with some great problem. You really need the gift of wisdom. Because otherwise you just say something daft. You need God's wisdom for that person. So the gifts are just like there for, um, to get jobs done. And I, I would just encourage you, even in your heart now, just start thinking, God, what, what gifts would I like? What, I mean, if you're an evangelist, where's the knowledge? Gosh, gosh. Greatest, greatest evangelistic gift, where's the knowledge? You just go up to somebody and just like, you know, talk to them as if you've read their mail is just the best gift ever. Yeah? It's just amazing. And um, I've moved in that and I've seen like the fruit of that gift in operation. You know, it unlocks people's hearts. So the the Holy Spirit, by receiving the Holy Spirit, we can we can get gifts that allow us to help the kingdom of God to be built up. Four to understand, I'm just going to cut it short, I'm just going to do this one quickly, and then we're going to pray. But four um, to understand the things of God's Word and the things of the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 2, Can you just go to the next slide. Yeah, brilliant. 1 Corinthians 2, no, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, and what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned through the Holy Spirit. Who finds the Bible hard to understand sometimes? I'm in Ezekiel at the moment, right? What a mad book that is! You know, I've I've tried several times to read Ezekiel. I have read it, and I'm like rereading it. And yeah, I'm finding it hard. (laughs) You know, it's it's just the truth. A lot of you know, if I'm in the New Testament, I'm a happy camper. And most of the Old Testament, I love. The Ezekiel is just one book that I just really, really struggle with. And um, but I'm praying. As I'm reading it, I'm you know, in the morning. I'm like reading, it and I'm like, God, show me, um, show me what you what you're saying. And I, you know, I'm starting to understand more. But the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us understand the things of God and understand His Word. When you when you get the Bible open and you sat there, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Ask Him to give you revelation for what you're reading yeah faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god it's good to get into his word and and because the holy spirit knows us so well um you know he can he can speak into our hearts and give us direction it says your word is a, a lamp into my feet and um, the holy spirit illuminates that word for us so that we can walk in him each one of us is so different aren't we even married couples, you know, we're all so different and we all need such individual guidance from God. But He is but able. It blows my mind that, he, that he, he knows everything about me. And then there are people on the other side of the world and He knows everything about them too. He is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. Who'd like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Why would you not? <laughs> Why would you want a remote-controlled car without the batteries? You wouldn't. Doesn't make sense. Would you all like to stand? I'm going to pray and. Um, Invite the Holy Spirit to come. Um, we're not going to get the band back just yet. So wherever you are, I just want you to close your eyes. And you know when you receive something, just, just put your hands out. Just put your hands out. And let's pray. And you start asking the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. Wherever you are, just, just start asking him for gifts. Just start asking him for, for his power. Come Holy Spirit of God. Fall upon your people now, Lord God. Come with power, Lord God. Come with power, Lord God. Fill us up, Lord God, and send us out in the power of your name, Lord God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. yanda, sindarayanda, shundarayanda. Spirit of God's resting on many of you across this place this morning. Shandra basundari. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Shandra basundari. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Jesus said, wait. Wait. Come, Spirit of God. More, Lord. More of your power. More of your love. More, Jesus. More. My Holy Spirit, we we pray you'd increase your presence in this place. Increase your presence in this place, in the name of Jesus. Increase your presence. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. those you that feel the power of God on you, just want to put your hand up and get some people to come and pray for you. There's quite a few people. Yeah, can we get the band back up now?